that had absolutely no music to it. It's all, what, what are they called? <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Gaithers, I've shared that. And uh, I was looking through some stuff yesterday. Did you just get an overwhelming, just goosebumps? I mean, it, it just it just amazes me on how some music does. That was a preview to our choir next week too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I never even heard of this group before, um, and uh, and they they have like 34 million followers. This particular one, 250 million people have viewed this video. Just amazes me. But uh, this week we're talking about joy. And uh, throughout scripture and in the, in the, in the different places it takes us, you know, joy isn't one of those things that it's a command that, hey, you have joy. And you're automatically going to have joy. It doesn't work like that. Um, emotion. And the, and the joy we're talking about here is, is uh, Christian joy, biblical joy. We're not talking about happiness we're not talking about the kind of uh, things that make us overwhelmed uh, as far as uh, uh, worldly things we're talking about biblical joy here and even biblical joy is a emotion it's an emotion that we have and the only way that that happens is if we have the right components in our life to overcome the tragedies and the different things and the crisis and the in the in the I mean the overall world just punching you in the face. John 15, 11. It says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. And what this is, and, and I'm going to actually do a series on, on this the first part of next year, uh, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the vine, and, and being connected to the vine. And Basically, what God's telling us here, through John, he, he says, you know, to love our, one another. Just as I have loved you, you love one another. And with that, it tells us that our joy will be complete. And uh, I'm going to skip down to uh, Galatians. We're going to read that one. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. You see... Joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. In other words, our joy of our salvation, our joy that the Bible's talking about here, it's coming from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is actually helping us with this. John 16, 24 says, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. The joy that we need to keep in mind here this 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 season, it's not that of, of just being happy and in and, and overcoming some of the obstacles that we have in our life that makes us miserable. Basically what God's telling you here is to have joy in me. The Holy Spirit's gonna produce joy. And, and a lot of this is is kind of a warm fuzzy stuff because I was raised basically, you know, pull up your bootstraps, get over it and move on <laughs> and be happy with your situation that you're in. 
All right, we weren't supposed to show emotions when we were, we were kids. Um, you know, I'm sure maybe some of you guys even told your kids. Quit crying or what? Give you something to cry about? Like, I don't need your help. But uh, I know my dad, he, I seen him cry twice in his life. Twice. And that was when his mother passed away and when his sister passed away. And it was amazing just, uh, you know, seeing, you could tell things were bothering him. Things would just eat him up inside sometimes, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't show any of that emotions. And we were all raised that way. I'm not a big hugger. I'm not a big uh, person who, who um, you know, shows my emotion. But I'll tell you, Tuesday night, I was sitting in the auditorium, and my daughter was graduating nursing school. And, and, and I had this sense of overwhelming joy. I mean, two weeks in a row, it fit my scripture. I mean, the week before was just being at peace, coming home, and, and maybe it was in my head because I was working on my message, but the joy that I believe the Holy Spirit just produced from me of, of, of you know, just knowing, and, and this song was so fitting, because do we actually know how our children are going to be when they're born? You guys all know Mark Lowry probably, right? He's the only Gaither I like. But, uh, I mean, he's a hoot. But uh, I, I saw a, a, a thing, a, it was a YouTube thing, a Facebook, whatever, he posted out there. Because a lot of people were saying how negative this song was. That Mary, you know, why, 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 why did you put all these questions in Mary's head when she probably already knew this stuff? I mean, he thought, you know, first of all, I do believe in the virgin birth. But I also believe that she didn't know he was going to walk in water. She didn't know a lot of the things that were going to happen. She, she had a, probably a clue because she, I believe she was a, a studier of the word back then. And she knew what Isaiah talked about in the promise. And, but she was overjoyed with knowing that she was carrying the Savior. But... I remember hearing Mark Lowry talk at a conference I was at once. He wrote this, by the way. And, 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 and he said that, you know, he, was, he actually wrote it on a cocktail napkin with some other guy. I can't remember who the guy was. But, but um, he, was, he was thinking, he said he was thinking about all the different scenarios that when, not when she gave birth to Jesus, but when she's watching him on the cross, dying for our sins. Were those questions going through her head? And I sat back and I, I was looking at, at Peanut on, on, on Tuesday and I'm thinking, I remember when I named her Peanut. I mean, she was your, your baby size. I mean, that's, that, I mean, 26, 28 years. Sorry, I, I can't remember her, her, uh, her age. I think she's 28 now. But, um, Thinking back to that, and I mean, you ever you ever think about your children in those contents? I mean, it just flies by, and all of a sudden they're 28 years old when they were that age, and it seems like yesterday. But the joy of how God worked in her life, because she had some struggles. I mean, she was she was very uh, active in our in our youth program growing up, and. Uh, um, she actually 
talked in front of her classes on, on some of the things that, that um, she was very against. Abortion was one, very much against abortion. And she talked about it and do a lot of research uh, back when she was in high school. And long story short, she ended up getting pregnant when she was a senior in high school. That's how she started. And she was the one who talked about abstinence and purity and all this other stuff for her. And, and I remember that day, and, and uh, because she was in uh, high school, and, and she actually, uh, I got home from church that Sunday, and Christine says, Justine and, and Jose want to come out and talk to us. I knew right away what it was. And I told, I told Christine, I said, she's pregnant, isn't she? And uh, she said, yeah. And uh, I'm a hothead a little bit. <laughs> uh, sometimes, so I took off, and uh, and I sat and watched four movies that day at the movie theater, and I was just stewing. I was so angry and upset and disappointed. You name it, it was going through me. But I remember about halfway through the last movie, I was thinking, "Wow, my baby's having a baby." This is amazing, trying to think of life. I mean, she messed up, but that baby's a blessing. I'll tell you that for sure. And the joy that overwhelmed me in that movie theater. I remember sitting there, bawling, and thinking about how hard this was on this hand, but knowing God's got it on this hand. Amen? How many times do we go through things in our life where, where we're just ripped apart? And this season's tough. This season's probably tougher on me this year than it has for ever in my life. And uh, I got such joy in reading scripture lately and, and listening to music and, 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 and those kind of things. Getting a grandkid in there here and there, it's not too bad either. That helps. And... Uh, Sarah Beth said we're taking some books to Richmond. I jumped on that right away. I said, there's going to be a reason to go see my grandkids. But when everything else fails in your life, I believe our joy of that salvation needs to be prominent. That needs to come out anytime. Because I look at Job. I mean, the tragedies in his life and the things that were taken away and the things that were, were going on was, is, is incredible. Philippians 4, Paul says this, Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And rejoicing is just another name for, for joy. We need to rejoice in the Lord always. But how do you do that? How do you do that if you're not in God's Word? How do you do that if you're not in Scripture? How, I mean, how do you do that when you're, you're, you're not in worship and you're not worshiping our, our, our King? I mean, I don't know how you can even get through a season like this if you did lose a loved one or, or, or someone's not with you or you're not around family or, or whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot of things that come up in a lot of people's lives. I mean, a lot of churches, they even hold a blue Christmas service nowadays just to recognize people that are suffering and, and going through some hardships. So I want you to think about how blessed you are this morning. And even if you're going through some, some tragedies, you have the joy of the Lord with you. That's what gets me through a lot of days. 
I love the Lord. I love spending time with in His Word. I love spending time listening to music. I even listened to a couple of Gaithers yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I love their ministry, what they've done over the years. I don't know, there's a couple. Anyways, there is one song that I love, though. And we're going to sing it at the end here. This song, It's a Joy to the World, Isaac Watts wrote it back in the 1700s. And he was a poet more than he was a, a songwriter at the time. But most of the songs were coming off the Psalms at, at, uh, back then. A lot of them were, were taking Psalms and they were, they were writing it out and, and, and putting it together. But Psalms 98 is where Joy to the World came from. And we're going to read through it real quick. And I want you to, to hear the words as, as I'm reading this. Most of you know the, 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 the melody and everything. It says, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Burst in a jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp. With the harp and the sound of, of, of singing. With trumpets and the blast of ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound in everything in it. The world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let, let them sing before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Could you hear the song in there? It wasn't a Christmas song to start with. This was a total song about singing about Jesus' salvation about our salvation, about our coming of our, our King and, and how he, He's going to be put out there in, in, in Jubilee. I mean, we are, we are to sing this song, not just in Christmas time. It's joy to the world. As I read this about this, this um, Isaac Watts, you can hear his passion to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out there. And during this season, you know, it's, it can't be about the presence. It can't be about the trees and the lights and all that stuff. It needs to be about Jesus. I mean, we captured a pagan holiday to celebrate Jesus' birthday. We need to do something with it. We lose a lot of the meaning of why we celebrate the season. I love the saying that it's done by the telephone company. Jesus is the reason for the season. And that's true. But why does he only get this much of it? Why does he only get Christmas Eve and maybe a couple weeks beforehand, a couple songs here and there? The celebration that he's talking about is the coming of the king. 
It's not that he, he came. The second coming is what we're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to it. Because there's a lot of promises on how heaven will be. And how we will just be able to sit at his feet and worship. You know what I'm looking forward to? Being able to sing. I can't sing right away. <laughs> but I believe God's gonna He's gonna give me that when I get to heaven. I hope he did with my dad too. He was awful too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but he sang it out. Man, he sang it out. It was embarrassing. Let the sea resound in everything in it and in the world and all who live in it. Are we shouting to the roof rooftops? Are we singing and, and yelling out to God and looking forward to his coming? For some reason this, this song became a Christmas song. And it, it sounds like a good Christmas song. But I want you to remember where it came from. What David was actually writing about and looking at. And this is a great argument, too, for having instruments in the church. Because David was one who got a little undignified once in a while. And celebrated and sang. His wife even said, David, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> I want us to have a joyous Christmas. But I want, I want us to be in God's word. So that joy of his salvation, that emotion is just overwhelming in our soul. Because our soul is a whole lot different than just our, 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 our cells and microorganisms and all that kind of stuff we're made of. We're talking about the Holy Spirit who dwells within, in us. He says, I have told you this so that you may... So my joy may be in you. And how does it get in us? With the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gets activated is when we do worship, when we do read, when we do pray, when we sing, when we witness, when we share the gospel. So my encouragement is don't get wrapped up in the holiday of the materialism part of it. Now, those things are fun. Don't get me wrong. Nothing against it. But the main thing needs to be the main thing. Amen? We need to be praising our God. We need to be looking forward to the second coming of Jesus. Is the fruit of the Spirit evident in your life? By your fruit, Scripture says, people will be able to tell. By your fruit. And one of those fruit is joy. Another is peace. And it all stems off of love. That's what Jesus said. Love your neighbor as yourself. We need to look at our joy. And again, it's not happiness of the world. Happiness is 
really fading. You can be happy for a second because of what's happening around us. But it goes away. But that joy that I'm talking about, the joy that Scripture's talking about, is for everlasting. Allow the Spirit to work in and out of you this season. There's cards on the back connection table there. We sent out door-to-door, everyone in the zip code here, an invitation for Christmas Eve. Invite them starting next week already, this week, or for next Sunday. Our choir, they're doing a lot of work to, to sing. Again, this is the easiest time to invite someone in. And a lot of people, like I said, are, are just miserable this time of year. Depression, suicidal, a lot of different things, which just blows me away. Until this year. I understand it. A little bit more. I'm going to ask you to be praying for Christine. I've been praying hard and hoping other things happen in her life that needs to happen. When she gets over here, she would love you people. But even with that going on, I got the joy of salvation. I got the joy of the Lord overwhelming within me. Is it easy? Heck no. Can you maintain your joy? Yeah. You can maintain your peace. And that's simply because I believe everything stems off of love. And we're going to get into that next week. Be praying for that one person. Some of you put a person in that jug when I first got here. If you haven't prayed for them for a while, pray for them. Grab a card, give it to them. Be persistent. Be persistent. This is a great time of year. And we're going to hear the gospel through music. We're going to hear it through ratings. We're going to hear it preach. We're going to, we're, we're going to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not just we're celebrating his birth. We're celebrating his salvation. So share your joy with others. Share your joy that you have with the Lord. With, with, the, with the relationship that you have. Share it with somebody. Because they needed to see you. Let's pray. Lord, you are awesome and mighty. And Father, we do pray for our territory to be enlarged. Father, we, we want our, our scope of influence to be pushed out. Lord, a lot of us, that's, that's out of our comfort zone. But Father, with your mighty hand on top of us, we can have the power and the courage to go and do that. Father, be with us. This season is we target and head towards the celebration of your son. But Father, let us look beyond that too, knowing why he was born to die for us a miserable, lonely death. The only reason why 
why he did it was because he loved us. So, Father, I pray that our joy is overwhelmed knowing that. That we are loved people. And, Father, let us not be so consumed with our busyness and our running and in our planning that we don't see that person who's of need. Who needs to hear your word. Who needs maybe food, maybe electricity, maybe water. Whatever it is, Lord. Stretch us this season. Allow us to come alongside people. And Father, I, I just heard this week that there's people living down by a river nearby. <coughs> that are homeless. Father, I didn't know that was going on. I pray, Lord, for some open doors this week. And again, for our territory to be increased. Father, I ask you to watch over our, our families who are at a distance away. Lord, I lift up Christine this morning. I'm going to be and I'm asking everyone to be a little bit more intentional about praying for her. So Father, your mighty hand can do miraculous things. And Father, as in the first Chronicles says, Lord, bless me indeed. So Father, be with us today as we, some of us meet with family, some of us gather, some of us travel. Whatever it is, Lord, just watch over us and again, open some doors. In your son's name we pray. Amen.